The scriptures are filled with what we might call theologically theophanies. Manifestations of God. Whether it's a vision or a voice or a burning bush or what? A pillar of cloud, a pillar of fire. For Jesus, we have two major theophanies. And you know both of them. The other is his baptism, his epiphany, another word meaning about the same thing, a manifestation. And in that manifestation, like we have in the transfiguration, we have God speaking, saying who this person is. This is my son, my beloved. But in this theophany of the transfiguration, he adds, listen to him. Hmm. So my first thought is how well are we listening to the Lord? What are we hearing? Are we even asking to hear? What are some things we're wishing to get clearer in our minds, in our heads? What are some questions, some seekings that we have? Not that any of us believe the Lord's going to call us or text us with the answer. But there's going to be a certain confidence, a certain trust that this is what the Lord wants us to do because we have prayed, we have studied the scriptures, we have asked good questions of those who maybe know a little more. And this is what we think the Lord is asking us to do. But I'm afraid that, not that we don't want to hear, we do, but we don't take the time to do it. It's like we figure we just keep on until we run into something. We're very good at that. People pray real hard when they're in trouble. Uh, that happens after tragedies. What I keep hearing about people with all this coronavirus stuff is that people are clearing out the grocery stores. I'm not quite sure that's necessarily from the Lord, but he, he would tell us we need to take better care and to be wise and to think about what we're doing and how we're doing it. But people are funny. They really are. So that's why the Archdiocese has decided we will rescind the precious blood and just a reminder maybe to invite you to receive the Eucharist on the hand to prevent any kind of saliva exchange. I still don't care what you do with the sign of peace, but that's okay. Yeah. Whatever you feel comfortable with. We just need to be wise. But the Lord is telling us that he is with us. What will be, will be. That's what our faith tells us. Okay. What are we listening for? Are we taking the time to do a little thinking? I have been so blessed 
especially since I've started working at the seminary almost 30 years ago. I, I take at least an hour a day to read and think. I'm not sure it's helped, but it sure makes me feel better, yes. <laughs> to think. What should I say? What should I think about? What should I work on? We have lots of challenges. We do. I just came back from a little party after a baptism, their first child. And the mother was very honest. She said, Ah, I didn't know there were so many things. You who are mothers, you know exactly. So God gives us what we need to deal with the challenges we have. Okay, listen. And then, of course, we have the theophany of Jesus and Moses and Elijah. Moses, the law, Elijah, the prophets. And his face shone brightly and his clothes were dazzling white. And we have the three great apostles, Peter and James and his brother John, who were to be lifted up by that vision so that they could do what God was going to ask them to do, even though they had no clue. I find some comfort in remembering that the apostles really didn't have a clue until Pentecost. So if we're not quite sure what to do, we can trust that the Lord will tell us, inspire us, give us some insight, provided, of course, we are open and take the time. Uh, okay. So... Peter, James, and John. And of course, the vision had to do with the fact that he would suffer and die and rise. But again, the apostles had no clue. We know about that from the Gospels where they ran away and Peter, of course, denied him. And a few weeks later, Thomas doubted him. All those things. And yet, here we are, 2,000 years later, give or take a decade. That's the power of our Lord. And I take great solace in that, in knowing that the Lord is in charge. And so, listening and then trusting that he has shown forth his glory and we are his witnesses as best we can. And the last thing I want to talk about is to shine forth his light. He showed forth his glory. In many ways, you and I have seen his glory with the eyes of our inner faith. That's why we come. We believe that there is something there. And we want to believe more. But you and I, we have mission. And so we are to reflect that light to all whom we meet, to be a, a lumen gentium, which is what the church entitled the Constitution on the Church. Second Vatican Council did that. That you and I are be a light to the nations. Wow. That's our task. So my final thought is, when people see you or when they see me, do they see the light of Christ? 
are there are they in the least intrigued by who we are and what we think and what we believe and how we treat one another remember in the early church one of the reasons why we grew was because we actually did love one another and we took care of the sick and a bunch of other things that's still our task our society is not doing so good a job at that so you and I we need to shine forth the greater light of Christ. Whatever that means, in whatever circumstance we find each other. We're in difficult times. Uh, the trial for Father Manuel La Rosa is supposed to start this month. The priest up there in Conroe. Then he ended up in Richmond. Who knows what will come from some of the other lawsuits if they're going to come. But we're going to survive. We're going to do just fine. Our country, we're going to survive the 1920, no, the, well, I'm waiting, no, 2020 <laughs> election. Yes, we're going to survive. The church will survive all its things. I think Pope Francis, he had a little cold, but he is leading diligently. This is where I see hope. Oh, yeah, there are a lot of other things we need to do, but let us keep believing and trusting and shining our light, the light of Christ. So may that be our prayer today.